Welcome to the Knowing God Podcast. The hope of this podcast is that it would help you to know the Word of God so that you may ultimately know God. I'm your host, Andrew Rutten. All right. Hey, everybody. We are jumping back into Colossians 1. Last episode, it was a kind of a unique episode where I talked through what it looks like to ask the Bible questions, being an engaged Bible reader. Hopefully, that was even mildly helpful for you. And we're going to take what we learned there and use it now as we get into the first Greek participle of this prayer. If you don't know what that means, go back to last episode. We touched on it quickly. If you don't care what that means, you're okay. We'll keep moving forward. So let me read. We're going to be in Colossians 1.10, but let me read verse 9 as it sets up what we're getting into in verse 10. Colossians 1 verse 9. And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him. That's what we've talked about in previous episodes. Here's our phrase for today. Bearing fruit in every good work. Bearing fruit is an interesting phrase for people today, I think. If you've grown up in the church, it maybe has become second nature verbiage or almost cliche to you. But if you haven't grown up in the church or you've never farmed or done much gardening, that might be an odd phrase. You maybe get the general idea, but the idea of bearing fruit is actually a metaphor used throughout the entire Bible as it is used here in Colossians 1.10. So to understand this, maybe consider an apple tree. Okay, my family, we've gone out to Nebraska City. If you're from around Omaha, it's about an hour outside of Omaha where we live to an apple orchard there. And as we would walk through, there was all sorts of different apple trees. But as we were walking, there were different types of apples, but the commonality between them is that they were all apple trees. And what never happened, what I never saw is that they planted an apple tree And somehow one started sprouting oranges or plums, like no bananas were mixed in with the apples. Think, why not? Well, simply because apple trees bear apples. That is what they are. They cannot bear another type of fruit because that is not their identity or the core or the root system of that tree. Now, the Bible repeatedly uses this metaphor for people like us. If we want to know who we are at the core, the Bible says, look at the fruit. What are the actions, the habits, the consistent lifestyle of that person? That is their fruit and it reveals what the tree is. You know, as I walked past some of those trees in the orchard, I didn't spend hours debating what actual type of tree it is. You know, like I see apples But what do I think the tree really is? No, I I looked at the fruit and said, that's an apple tree. The fruit revealed the roots and the core of what that tree is. So with that understood, let's think again about how Paul uses this metaphor in this prayer. So remember, he said that he's praying that people would know God so that they would walk in a manner pleasing to the Lord, that they would know God so that they would walk in godliness. 
And remember, if we're like last episode, being active readers, we're asking ourselves, Paul, you want us to grow in godliness? Perfect. I love that prayer. What does that look like? Like, tell me, how do we do that? And that is what Paul does over the next four main phrases, which again, if you remember last episode, all starts with participles. That's how we know these four things are unique aspects to Paul's prayer, because we know these are four similar grammatical ideas that are launching into four new ideas. So we're going to take the next four episodes and we're hitting different elements of what it looks like to walk in godliness or having a lifestyle that is pleasing to God. Our first one that we're hitting today is the idea of bearing fruit. Look at or listen again to this verse. Verse 10 says that we would walk in a manner pleasing to the Lord, bearing fruit in every good work. Here's what I would take away from that line from this prayer. Knowing God bears godly fruit. Remember our analogy. The identity of the tree is revealed by the fruit it bears. How might you be able to tell if a person has belief in the gospel of Jesus, has been saved by his grace, has begun to know God? How can you tell that? Well, you can't see the root system. You can't actually see the heart. You can only tell by the fruit that person bears. And the fruit that comes from someone who is walking in godliness is, this verse says, a life of good works. Good works, not in the sense that you believe those works make you right with God on their own. We discussed that previously. That's not how it works. And good works, not in the sense that you force yourself to do some good things for a little while so that other people think you're godly. No, good works here is the godliness overflowing of the one who knows God. It's a life of someone who knows the character of God and that is being displayed in their life. It's walking by the Spirit so that the fruit of the Spirit start naturally being produced. It's abiding in Jesus so that your life looks more like his. Therefore, you're producing good works like Jesus. I do think there are probably two errors that we can make when we think about bearing good fruit. The first error is if you focus on the works, you'll try to bear apples as an apple tree by pouring some dirt and water on the apple itself. I mean, think about how silly that would be. Like spending all your time looking at this one little apple on the tree and pouring some water on it and and putting some dirt around it and everything that you know would make a tree and fruit grow, but you're only focusing actually on the fruit. The very thing that makes the apples grow, the root system, the core of the tree is actually being neglected. Well, so too, if you only focus on your external behavior to change, so you try switching some habits and you try to live out the fruit of the spirit, you are staring at the fruit and neglecting the root. We need to be focusing on God, abiding in God, knowing God, and then let the fruit of that be produced. This is why Jesus says, if you abide in him, you then will bear much fruit. It's not that you focus on the fruit, you focus on abiding with him and fruit will come. It's just like a tree. If you focus on getting those roots healthy, getting the good soil and nurturing that and watering that, if you do that, the apples are going to come by themselves. 
that's what we need to think about in good works. We don't just focus on the works, we focus on God and let him do the works in us. Now, the other danger is to not be a person walking with God and trying to produce good works on your own. This is similar, but slightly different to the first one. This one would be as if you were looking at an apple tree, but you really wanted bananas to be produced. So what you do is you start hanging some bananas on that tree. Like you kind of stuff them in, you tape them up to the branches and everything, you know, from a distance looks okay right away. You know, you can see from a distance that there's a banana on that tree. So you might think, okay, that's a banana tree, but that's not actually a banana tree. There's no actual depth or growth there. This is a real danger for some. You might think you're a Christian because you want to try to do some good works, but you've never actually surrendered to Christ. You've never actually let him transform you from being a banana tree to changing into an apple tree, so to speak. Or more specifically, as it says in verse 13 of Colossians 1, you've never actually been transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. But yet, you think that you can get there merely by doing some good, light things. It can't happen. Your core identity needs to change by the work of Jesus on the cross on your behalf. You need to first ask God to forgive you of your sins and begin submitting to Jesus as your Savior who died for you and your Lord who rose again and now lives to lead you. We don't try to just change our external behaviors or focus merely on our external behaviors. We focus on God. We focus on what he's done for us and abiding in that and letting the fruit come. So here's my final exhortation to you. Consider the fruit of your life. No one is perfect, but honestly, look at your lifestyle. Look at the things you say and the things you do. What's coming out of your heart? Is it bearing good fruit? Is that as good fruit and good works coming out of you more naturally year after year after year? If so, praise God today for that being true. And I'm telling you, actually, like sit and praise God. Thank him for bearing good fruit in your life. I know you're not perfect by any means, and you may be far from where you want to be. But think about the last couple of years. Have you taken steps forward in bearing good fruit and good works? He is the one who is truly good and he is working that good in you. Let's praise him for that. But if you would say it's not true of you, here's my encouragement to you. Don't give up. He is calling you to do that now. You can, if you've never actually surrendered to Christ, you can do that now. You can surrender your life to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the one who forgives your sins and works powerfully in you. Or if you've already done that, but you've been kind of walking in bad works and things that are not of God, you can actually repent and you can commit today to knowing God, to focusing on God, to learning about him, to having other people show you who he is, praying to him, reading the scriptures about him. If you commit to things like that and you ask him, God, would you bear good fruit in my life? Let me tell you, he is faithful. He wants to do it. Can I encourage you today, if you see good fruit being worked out in your life, praise him for that and ask him for more. If you don't see that currently, would you pray to him and ask him to abide in you, that you might abide in him, that he would work this out in you, and would you commit 
to knowing God, to focusing on God and asking him for help. Friends, may God bless you and keep you. May he give you favor, grace, and peace.